Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Ellis Hennigan. None of us have fallen for the notion that this is conservative. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. All right, y'all. So it's time to talk about Florida, Florida Republicans, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and slavery and black history and all that good stuff. Now, I'm going to set this up and I'm going to try not to filibuster because there's so much here. I've been following this debate for the entire week. I've been making jokes about it because honestly, a lot of this stuff is funny to me. But basically what had happened was uh, there was a part in Florida's new curriculum on uh, America's history as far as slavery goes, where they basically talked about how some of the skills that some slaves learned they were able to use those after they were freed to make a living or, or to advance themselves. And this whole thing blew up. Now, everybody was saying that the whole thing was racist. It was an attempt to water down history. And Vice President Kamala Harris came out and gave her spiel on the whole thing. And it's all become a mess. Team DeSantis is running interference, trying to defend themselves, not just from people on the left, but also people on the right. I'll get to that in a second. But here's why I think this is an issue. Is it true that some slaves use the skills that they learned after they were freed to pursue careers or what have you? Yes, that, that's objectively true. If you think about Bass Reeves, he was the very first black U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. Very good at his job. Learned how to shoot a rifle when he was a slave. And when he later escaped, he established his career. Even progressives have actually pointed this out as well. So why is it an issue? Here's why it's an issue. If this had happened five years ago, in Florida, it wouldn't have been much of an issue. You might have had some people screaming here and there, but people know that this is true. What people, But the issue is that people don't trust Governor Ron DeSantis. They don't trust Florida Republicans. They don't really trust Republicans with the, the, these racial issues much at all because the perception is that they're trying to water down the severity of slavery. The reason why is because a lot of the anti-woke stuff has gone too far. There are elements where I agree wholeheartedly with it. But again, when you're banning books about Ruby Bridges and Martin Luther King Jr., like what happened with in Tennessee, you know, there, there's all over the country and especially in Florida, you've got them trying to remove material that is really just historical that has nothing to do with a political agenda. So when this line comes up, yeah, people are going to look at it a little bit sideways because they don't trust where it's coming from. So I know you're chomping at the bit, Andrew, being our, our Florida person or being our Florida man. Uh, why don't you weigh in on this? Well, what, what do you think of this whole situation? Oh, man. Oh, I like you. We have a lot to say. OK, so let me just read the one line. Uh, benchmark clarification one instruction includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. And then you gave a, you know one particular example. If I'm writing these standards, I don't include this line. Uh, I think this line is unnecessary. It's uh, provocative. It's it just I don't understand the role of the line being in the standards. OK, that said, the context here is the allegation that Ron DeSantis is a racist and that Republicans in Florida are racist and that we soft sell slavery and black history and all of this. And that is a nonsense claim. One of the, when this originally happened with the African-American history AP, right? Uh, African-American studies AP, then, you know, they complained about the standards and the allegation was, well, that's because you don't want to teach, you know, black history and slavery. 
And the answer was, no, state statute mandates extraordinary teaching about black history and slavery and all of those issues. There's lots of stuff about that. And they said, oh, no, you're just a racist. That's why you don't want this course. Okay, flash forward six months. And now, all of a sudden, after the NAACP issues their travel advisory for Florida, then these standards come out and they say, see, aha, you really are a bunch of racists. To which I respond, have you read these standards? It's 200 pages. Okay, it's 200 pages, 216 pages. This happens on page six, and there are 19 to 20 pages of this black figure in history. This was the truth about slavery. This is what African-Americans have contributed. There's 19 full pages of standards about black history in Florida and this one line. And so what I'm guessing is the critics have to at least admit, oh, yeah, we do kind of teach this stuff in Florida. All kinds of stuff I don't know and didn't learn in school Florida's teaching. So... I view this as pure politics. This is, we just don't want DeSantis. We will take him out any way we can. We're going to continue to press on the pressure point of racism. It's a dumb thing to have in the standards, but in the context of everything else that's in those standards, it's it's a who cares. That That's my take. Okay, so I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into the idea that it's political because I actually agree that a lot of it is. If this were California Governor Gavin Newsom, nobody would care. So, yeah, a lot of this is partisan. But again, it wasn't just people on the left going after DeSantis for this. Black conservatives specifically came out in full force. You had Representative Byron Donalds who came out against it. You had the Black Conservative Federation that came out against it. Conservative commentator and a friend of mine, Sonny Johnson, a friend of, uh, came out against it. Chris uh, Thompson, who has, holds a Republican office in Utah. And the list goes on and on and on. John James. As a matter of fact, the amount of black conservatives who came out against this outnumbered those who defended it, which kind of shocked me, but it was a good shock. A lot of black conservatives. And this wasn't a really a, a Trump thing. Not all of these people are team Trump, but they were criticizing it as well. But again, I, I still contend that it's not the line that's in the curriculum it's the political climate that it was dropped into, right? Because the rest of the curriculum, people don't really have a problem with. But that one line, because of what's been going on, I think that that's the issue. Oh, what do you think, Amani? I think this is my whole problem with DeSantis, because I don't think he's racist. I think he likes to pander to racists. And Ron DeSantis is not an idiot. He knows what he's doing. He knows that racism sells. And there is a part of the base who votes based on race. That's just a fact. We can pretend like everybody on one side isn't racist and all these people are racist. The truth is there's racist people in the United States and they vote and they are a big voting block in some of these states. It's just the truth. And I think that Ron DeSantis started doing some of the race play. That's what we're going to call it. He would dabble stuff here and there. And I feel like he's made it a bigger part of his identity than it even was just two years ago. He did this to himself. Ron DeSantis was a very popular governor amongst people of color in Florida. He etched out his own group of people that supported him and started attacking people that support him. And that's where he went wrong because he decided he wanted to pander to a smaller piece of his own base. And I don't know why he did that. I don't think it makes any political sense. I think it's making him a target and much more unpopular than he was even two years ago. But he got something from that initial boost, whether he enjoyed the clout, whether he enjoyed the tension of being provocative and decided he wanted to pigeonhole himself into this place of racism and yuckiness that he wasn't even a part of initially. And that's what I don't understand. 
for his presidential journey, his journey as a governor, any of his political aspirations. I do not know why he wants to be tied to something that can even be perceived as racist when that's not how he used to be. Racism and yuckiness. You know, and, and I'll, I'll defend DeSantis a little bit here. I'm not a fan of his, but to be fair, he didn't write the curriculum. I, right. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even know it was in there. Um, but he did come out and defend it afterwards, didn't mm-hmm. he? And the thing is, he has based almost his en- entire brand on being anti-woke, more so than Trump does. Trump doesn't really talk about the woke stuff. Yes. Really as much yes. as yeah. yeah, nearly as much as DeSantis is. And by the way, among minority Republicans, Trump does way better than DeSantis does even before this, that that disparity is going to climb even more. But he's banking on anti-woke to be able to to get him the the nomination. So far, I don't think it's working, but I think that that's what his strategy is. Uh, What are you seeing here, Ellis? Well, I I agree with you guys. It's the man as much as the message. Uh, I I mean, listen, there's something wrong with this guy. Right. I, I mean, he lacks an ability to connect with human beings, uh, except in the most, you know, out there, ideologically souped up sort. His, his campaign has been a, a downward spiral from the day it began. I, I can't imagine that he has any genuine chance of becoming the Republican nominee. And it, it has as much to do with him as it does with with, with these policies. Uh, you, you know, it's always a mistake I have learned in politics to gang up on people who are setting themselves on fire when they're your political opponents. And so maybe I shouldn't just say anything and just kind of stand by and watch it. But uh, let it go. Man, he, sure, <laughs> he sure seems to be having a problem explaining himself. I, I mean, I don't I don't believe in, you know, pretending that I know who's a racist and who isn't. I mean, that's looking inside somebody's heart in a way that I, I'm usually pretty uncomfortable to do. I think Amani's right. He's playing to racists. I mean, these are messages designed to inflame racists. And given the the politics of today, you know, having having white guys lecturing black people about what their history ought to be is, uh, you know, dangerous territory. I, I mean, not not usually something you would advise <laughs> someone who had a, ambitions in politics to do. Um, but he doesn't seem able to turn back. I think he's going right down the path. And I, 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 I don't think he can be I don't think he can be reformed, honestly. And that's why I'm so conf- I'm, y'all, I'm genuinely confused by him because he was so popular. He was about to be the new Republican darling. And had he sat in line and shut his mouth, he might have won the primary. <laughs> so even just me as a spectator, I don't even understand the strategy, even with him knowing that he got Miami-Dade County, one of the most mm-hmm. minority heavy counties to vote for him in big numbers. Why he would see that be like, oh, I'm popular as hell. Turn around and uh, and disalign yourself from the people i don't even get it but so i wouldn't i wouldn't write him off just yet um he is still wildly popular here in florida his primary source of popularity was keeping the state open and free during covid and fighting the ideological war against the lockdown policies of new york and california and people here who didn't lose jobs and didn't have to wear masks and didn't have to take the vaccine uh, love the fact that he kept the state fundamentally on a different trajectory than most of the other many of the other states and certainly what the Biden administration was doing. Uh, so that's why he got real. That's why he got reelected by such wide margins is is that and just general prosperity in the state. You know, the education system is outstanding here in Florida. It's the best kept secret in the country, uh, you know, like number one and cheap, like nobody can understand it. It's amazing. 
but he has recently not done a good job of captivating you know people's attention and or and he's coming out with policies the policies are good they're solid conservative policies but there's something is misfiring i'm with you i don't I, you know obviously the campaign is faltering i mean nobody can dispute that uh, but I wouldn't write him out just yet. You know, he's an incredibly sharp guy. He's been incredibly good at governing. Uh, but as, as I said about this one thing, I mean, my answer as governor would have been, wait, what now? Oh, you take that out. <laughs> just just take it out. Yeah. It, we don't yeah. need that line. We don't have to defend that line. It's not an important educational objective to have that line. You know, we don't even need to talk about how some occasional slaves might have benefited from the training they got in slavery. Redact it. You go fix this and bring it back to me. He, think of all the political ca- hey he could have won by that reaction <laughs> yeah and i think everything that you said andrew that that gets him elected governor until he turns out but i'm not convinced that that translates on a national scale this stuff is, is playing out on the national stage yep and you're right it would have been so easy like i i, I used to tell conservatives conservatives this all the time when i was in the movement i, I always always quote lauren hill it could all be so simple but you'd rather make it hard. That's what's happening here. And my black conservative friends who are also commentators are going through it right now. Most of them already have been through this stuff before, so they're not surprised. Others are getting a wake-up call because these people told his team and even told him after it came out, you guys need to fix this. What did DeSantis do? He opened up an invitation for Kamala Harris to come and debate him. I'm like, dude, like if you're actually serious about this, You'd be inviting these black conservatives to kind of, you know, go over things and see how you could kind of fix this because black conservatism is not on your side the way it would have been, say, five, 10 years ago. And I and I, the thing is, I get where the strategy is coming from. It's what a lot of Republicans have done. They pander to a certain base and they think that's going to get them elected. I think those days are coming to a close. And I think people like Trump understand it. And and also he's done such a I mean this allegation that he's a racist is just so obscene it's so false Um, everything that he has done and it goes back to him running against Andrew Gillum for governor okay Uh, you know because that got that became a convenient political ploy to make but he has gone out of his way honestly sometimes above out of his way to prove that it's not true and that's why this is so frustrating because he's letting it stick in a way that it doesn't have to you know he doesn't have to endure this I would. I mean, it would be just as con- uh, uh, conceivable for him to come out and be like, listen, you're a racist. Don't even vote for me. Like, he's that kind of solid conservative. Uh, will he make that message or is he unfortunately, you know, is he engaging in the dog whistle kind of, hey, hey, secret, you're on my side kind of stuff? That drives me nuts, too, because we need leaders who are willing to say, we're, uh, you know, you're not welcome here. This is not a party that embraces your ideology. And that's what I'm like. I be- I believe in democracy in the fact that not me finna sound like Nancy Pelosi, but I there are conservatives in the country. Okay, they exist. They deserve somebody to represent them. But when they start to get all mucked up into this type of stuff, it just helps paint everybody as racist. And it's like if you're not, mm-hmm. then just stop doing weird racist stuff. Like simply <laughs> stop. You don't. Have to. If you want to be like, I believe in family values. I believe in uh, the government staying out of my business. You can have your conservative values all day long and it's going to be people just like jeff is saying black white hispanic everything asian that's like right on brother me too but then you start doing that weird stuff and it <laughs> messes up your own cause and i think that's my frustration with ron DeSantis is because as somebody who wanted to see trump gone up out of this mess forever 
I thought that Ron was going to be the new Republicans and we was going to go back a little bit to just conservatism versus liberalism. And then Ron decided, unfortunately, I'm with the racist. And it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. there is. I mean, there is a political strategy behind. It. Now, it's turning out to be a dumb one, I think. But 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 there's it has its own kind of internal logic. He decided right, that his strategy to become the president was to go to the right of Trump, right, to try and get the get that constituent, that, that there's a lot of room there. there. There's a lot of room it, right of Trump. Right. Because, because real my, my genuine conservative friends, I mean, many of whom don't think Trump is a conservative. Um, he's not. I mean, you know, he, always, he's he, he's a populist with conservative on some items, but he's certainly not an ideological conservative. But, Nobody thinks that. Yeah. But Ron's Ron's strategy for president, which which Andrew, I think probably well, maybe was different from the way he ran for governor. But his running for president is to be hard right of Trump and mm-hmm. figuring that and, and he's not willing to go directly at Trump the way a, a Chris Christie is, for instance. But he's hoping that the that the indictments and the criminal issues and just sick and tiredness of Trump will drive him out and that he'll be standing there as the darling of those uh, those genuine conservatives. The, the, the problem is, is he's just gotten so tripped up in it. And frankly, he just lacks humanity, at least on the public stage. I mean, he's not been able to convince people that he's a that he's a good guy, that he's somebody you'd want to have as your leader, that you would trust his values. He's he's come off as a as a nasty, nasty man. And it's also and no, nobody weird wants because... to have a beer with DeSantis. I mean, that's just how he comes <laughs> off. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see, you see Trump in person when he's at these events and he's shaking Glad hands. Handing, he's a principal yeah. guy, whether you hate him or not. And even even Biden, to a certain extent, has some of that, too. He has that, that genteel nature. DeSantis just just lacks it. I, I just I, I don't see any path for him to become to become president unless Trump gets locked up. What's also weird about this issue for DeSantis is he's really done a lot to be more moderate, as in like with environmental issues. OK, he's done a ton of stuff about the environment in Florida, land conservation and that kind of stuff. It doesn't get much press necessarily, but it's definitely the kind of thing that he could use to bridge that gap to not be only to the right of Trump. Uh, but that's not landing all that well. And as you say, he's he's not really focusing on those things because, well, I guess you got to win a primary first. And how do you win a primary? Not by going to the middle. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. I mean, I, I don't know who who is advising Mr. DeSantis, but he got it's- terrible advisors. He got terrible advisors. Well, a third of them are gone yeah. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe they should be. I mean, I used to talk about how Trump always chose to have the worst people around him. I, I think DeSantis is making the same mistake. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe sometime in the future, you might have a chance in 2028. But but the bottom line, though, here is that, you know, I didn't want to just focus on the line in, in the curriculum. It's important that we look on look at the overall issue, the, the macro issue. It, like I said, if this had happened five years ago, it wouldn't have been a big deal. What does it say about the political times that we are in right now? Yes, there's a lot of partisanship involved here, but there's also the the issue of the approach that a lot of Republicans take. So I think that when we're looking at these issues, we can't just hone in on the news story or the outrage. We got to look at what it says about overall society. And that's why I I chose this issue for, for this segment. would like to be a part of the debate email us the debate at newsweek.com 